0: Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian,
1: a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're doing a pastor's perspective, dealing with death. Welcome, welcome back, Brian.
0: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Good well, to see you, Brian. Yes,
1: good to see you. Welcome to all of our listeners out there in Listener the land. World, the world everywhere. The yep. world, yeah. The world. We have you tracked?
0: Have you tracked where our listeners are? Uh, not are recently, at. not
1: recently, but we have had international listeners. I, I kind of think it was an accident, like somebody from, like <laughs> Spain or Australia is like thinking we're somebody else yeah. you know that's kind of how it's like, oh no that's not them yeah exactly oh wrong podcast <laughs> delete that's kind of how I feel might about have happened yeah yeah
0: well that's okay if you are international and you're listening to us thank you uh we hope that it's on purpose mm. like, crikey
1: oh. i didn't mean to download this episode oh, and now they're gone <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but uh yeah we are thankful for all of our listeners we uh we hope that this uh, podcast is helpful to you, yes. helpful to your family. Yep. Um. You know, sometimes we like to do fun, silly episodes. Yes. And sometimes we like to do really theological ones, and sometimes we like to do really kind of serious mm-hmm. ones. And that's yeah. that's what this one is. A little this bit more one serious.
1: Is serious, definitely. Uh. You know, we'll hopefully. Um. You know, I have some interesting perspectives on death and i'm sure you do as well so yeah. hopefully it'll be too dark we want to give people hope as yeah, well yeah yeah because um there's a lot of of hope in in right this but i do think uh this is something serious that we should talk about so yeah
0: what well, we don't want to do well, we want to take this seriously we want to wrestle with it um truthfully but we also want to make sure that we deal with it Uh, as Christians. Yeah. And I think as that, you know, we have hope in this. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what that means, there's a really weird way in which Christians deal with this, um, that, that nobody else in the world really can, where we can have sorrow and joy at the same time. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's what we're hoping to, to hit here. So, yeah, um, but anyway, yeah, just you know, don't forget to uh, subscribe, write us a review, send us an email, all these things. If yeah. you want to hear more fun, silly episodes, let us know. Kind of things that we can talk about that you would uh, benefit from.
1: Have you checked the reviews at all lately?
0: No, I have not. Have I've,
1: we heard from Matt again? No, not yet. No, no. okay. That he hasn't heard. Oh, that Oh, he hasn't episode. heard that episode yeah. yet. Well, we'll see if our <laughs> our. Uh, our biggest fan will write us back. We'll see what happens, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Give us a review; uh, those do help people to find us. But yeah. we appreciate that. If you have feedback, send it to our email yes. address f4l at o All this is in the show notes. You can see um, our email address and how to get in touch with us. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well,
0: okay. So this is a pastor's perspective. So we're trying to talk about this this topic of death, uh, how to deal with death. So we're right. not we're not just talking about death. We will do some of that, mm-hmm. but we want to talk about how to deal with it. That's right. really what we want to land on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, death is, is a reality that we have to deal with. Everyone has to deal with, whether it's losing loved ones, preparing for our own inevitable death. It's something we all experience. And rather than ignore it, we as Christians are encouraged to think about it properly not morbidly, but properly, and then to respond to it mm-hmm. well. And so, you know, we were talking about what episodes we wanted to do, and and this was an idea that you had kind of thought through. Um, do you remember why you were thinking, like, this could be a really helpful episode for people to hear?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I think that recently there had been uh, some deaths of loved ones, or not not me personally, but friends and um You know, from time to time, I think about this. I've been at church now for uh, 15 years. Yeah. And in that time, there have been some people that I was really close to that have passed away in the church. Um, Had a few people uh, in my life, grandparents, you know, that have passed away. Christy had two grandparents that passed the same or the same year, I think. Yeah. Last year. Very close together. Uh, And so it's one of those things that just, it it's kind of there, you know, and so from time to time I'll think of, man, I really want to talk to this person, you know, mm-hmm. and that person's gone, you know, and that, you know, there was a lady at church that was such an encourager and we had such a um, great relationship. She would help out with a lot of our outreach and missions mm-hmm. things. And so from time to time, she would call me to encourage me and I, or I would just call her and see what she's up to. And uh, just one of those people that you would just just talk to, and so she's gone to be with the Lord. She had cancer, and uh <clears throat> sometimes I wish I could just call her, yeah. you know, yeah, and talk to her. So I think it's I think it's helpful to talk about this because we uh, some people don't deal with this very well. Yeah, you know, that's right. Uh, I think there's a there's an appropriate biblical Christian response to death, and I think some people just don't. I, I think on both ends of the spectrum, some yeah. people pass over it. Too quickly. too quickly, yeah, and other people uh, never, ha, yeah. n- n- you know, they're not that you ever get over it, but you know what I mean. They, they are. It's just, like that
0: morbid consume. You're like, consumed you're consumed by, with it, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And so I think there's a, I think there's a way to kind of balance that to yeah. know, like I do think that you carry, um, I think because of death, there there is always a sorrow. Yeah. That is carried with you throughout your life, especially so. if if someone really close to you has passed, whether it's yeah. a friend or a spouse or a family member, I think you always will carry that with you. Yeah. Um, but you also don't have to find your identity in that. That's you right. don't have to be marked by that because remember, in all things our identity is in Christ. Right. Not in the death of a loved one.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's healing and I think we'll we'll see a lot of that in a little bit, you know, and I've always talked about this. This is something that I I do take really, um, I mean, personally, anyone who's experienced death does. And, you know, I've lost, uh, like you, you like you, like I've lost my uh, grandparents. Um, and I remember when my, when my granddaddy passed away, that was, that was really hard. That was probably the first like really close family member that I lost. But years before that, uh, one of my closest friends, I was his uh, RA on the hall uh, at college. And one of my closest friends, I got a phone call in the winter during winter break. And uh, just he died in a car accident. Wow! And it was like, uh, it was such a, a crazy, surreal experience. I mean, I've never experienced life that felt like a dream quite like that. I mean, it was the most odd experience. Um, and, and there was a lot that I learned through it. Yeah. Um, and so I hope that we can both of us be able to bring some of that to bear and help people handle this well yeah. and find joy in the midst of sorrow.
1: Yeah. And I do acknowledge that there is a, a lot of sorrow, you know, because d- death yeah. is really the cruelest joke. You yeah. know, there are so many, um, it's just, it's hard because someone's there and then they're not, mm-hmm. and you can never talk to that person. In this life, yeah. ever again, you like know? you don't have
0: the ability. It's one thing to like not talk to somebody for a while, but you always have the ability to. Isn't it
1: strange that you can, you know, it's like there's people we don't talk to very much, mm-hmm. but you know you can always pick up the right. phone and call them. But when someone dies, it's like they're gone. Yeah, and you just, can never not having that talk to that person ever yeah. again in this life. And I think that's part of that's part of why yeah. this is so difficult is the finality of it all. Yeah. That's and, exactly right, and that's where the sorrow comes from. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. So let's let's get into more about this. What we want to do is really quickly talk about some of the realities about death, sure. and uh, and really why we as Christians can have joy. Um, so first is like what what even is death? Now, when we ask the question, we don't mean like like what is death? Like we all know death is when you die. It's when you are no longer alive. But there is a lot more to it than that. And so that's what we want to talk about.
1: There's a lot that we're not going to talk about because, exactly. you know, there is the man was created um, intentionally as an internal being with right. the soul. Right. And so there's lots to unpack with yeah. that. And we just don't have time to yeah. dive into all that because we want to deal with some practical things. Yes. But uh, I do think there is some some resources and things you can probably find out there that are solid that would help you kind of walk through uh, what that looks like. I know Randy Alcorn has a book called heaven yeah, mm-hmm. where he deals with some of this stuff. He, he yeah. deals a lot with what heaven is like, yep. but when you talk about heaven, you got to deal with the yep. the nature of the soul and, and all of those type of things. So,
0: yeah. So there's, there's tons of stuff out there. Yeah. We're not going to get into all of it, but, but the first point is, you know, again, what is death? And so first, what we want to make sure we understand is really why it happens. So, mm. so death is god's righteous judgment on mankind's sin yeah and that that can seem that that's hard i think to well, we find people.
1: that in the curse that is given in the book of genesis exactly you know right after the fall
0: yeah i mean that's that is like what happens when you when you reject god disobey god he is the the literal creator of life so i mean think about it if you reject the inventor of life it only makes sense that death the, the loss of life mm-hmm. results right um and and you know the Bible makes it clear that sin earns death mm-hmm. so you know Romans 6:23 wages of sin is death first Corinthians 1556 the sting of death is sin so it's it's something that happens because of sin mm-hmm. because we have rejected God because Adam and Eve rejected God and in Adam and Eve we all rejected God and that's the fact that like we've inherited this right? Mm-hmm. It's not something that we uh, just accidentally stumbled upon. It's it's It came from the first human beings, and it's come all the way down to us. But then we ourselves have sinned. So it's not something we can just be like, well, I never sinned. Like, no, we personally have. Romans 3.23, Romans 5.12. Um, this makes it clear that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Um, and so without Jesus... Uh, we're actually already dead, because okay, mm. so like you said, with Adam and Eve, well, the Bible says you're dead in your
1: trespasses and sins. Exactly, yeah.
0: mm-hmm. and, and, but but what I think is interesting, like God told Adam and Eve that in the in the day that they eat of the fruit, they would die, and in one sense, that didn't happen. God was gracious and did not kill them, mm-hmm. but in another sense, it did happen. They spiritually died, right? And so ever since, all human beings who are born, we're born dead in our trespasses and sins, as Ephesians 2 tells us. Right. So that's the case, but I was reading some resources, okay? I was reading uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, The Problem of Pain, and I was reading D.A. Carson, How Long, O oh Lord? Good resources, uh, mo- a lot about like the problem of suffering and things, but they deal with death as well. Mm-hmm. And what, what they kind of brought up was like, why is it death, though? Like, couldn't you just be punished some other way? Mm. And, um, and they brought out some really helpful points. C.S. Lewis says this. He says that God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. It's his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. He then says, the creature's illusion, so that's us, our illusion of self-sufficiency must for the creature's sake be shattered. See if we don't realize that we are not God and that we need God, mm-hmm. then then we're going to live an eternal life mm-hmm. rejecting Him.
1: Yeah, I do think that there are some of these limiting factors in our life because if not, if we do not experience these limiting factors, we think about uh, even the need to sleep the need to eat yes uh the way when we get sick um you know all these types of things are are bodily limiting factors i do believe like our minds can conceive of more than we're able to do yeah does that make sense yeah yeah and it's interesting that we have in our in our time grown Mm -hmm. in so many things like like in in the since since People have been on this earth, the technology and all the things that have, that have come, because our minds can fathom more and more and more and more, yeah. but yet our bodies can only do so much. Right. The impact we make is limited because there are these, these factors that, that keep us from doing, and, and death resulting as, as the punishment from our sin is that ultimate final thing. Like We yeah. all look at that and we say, there's no one that can escape that. We can try. Yeah. To to eat really well. We can try to exercise. We can try to take all the right vitamins and do all the right things to extend our life as long as possible. But rarely does someone make it past a hundred years. You know, yeah. there's people that have lived to be what 110, 114, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. You're not gonna live forever. Well, and that's what you on, see in the in this state. In this yeah, in this
0: in this fallen world. Uh, you see in movies all the time. And I don't know why you want to. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, that's okay. That's another thing. Like people in movies, this is a thing that I notice in pop culture. In every vampire movie uh, yeah. in the modern mm-hmm. world, um, every vampire movie has this aspect of this is this is a living hell. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Like because living in this fallen world forever is terrible. No right. No matter how much power you have, it ends up being terrible. So in one sense, it's almost it's almost a good thing mm-hmm. that we are not given over to this eternal, you know, thing of. I think we see that. So, I'm nature. thinking
1: of like the movie Interview with the Vampire. Yes. Even, even in the movie, even in uh, the portrayal of Wolverine. That's exactly right. Him being able to live so long is a curse. Yes. You know, and in in this fallen world, you know, with with in this fallen world, that's
0: that's important because there's a difference between living eternally
1: uh, in the glory of God. In the glory of God. Yeah,
0: that's totally different. But that's what. So Carson, you said this. D. A. Carson says this. He says death is God's limit on creatures Mm -hmm. whose sin is that they want to be gods. Exactly. We are not gods, and by death we learn that we are only humans. That's right and that's really important for us to remember in one sense in one sense this is god's punishment on sin and in another sense it's god's gracious limiting mm. of our sinfulness mm. um, and so it's a but it but it's a, a it's a bad thing yeah i mean death is not the way it was supposed to be mm-hmm. god did not create adam and eve with the uh th- they were not going to die if right. they had not sinned they would not have died mm. and so this is in one sense, unnatural. It, it's it's natural to us because we've brought it into the world, but it's really unnatural. But the cool thing is, and this is why we as Christians can have hope, is that there is right. a solution, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, wh- what well, is that?
1: Yeah, found in Jesus. Exactly. You know? Jesus paying that debt for sin, uh, we know from Romans 3, 24 and 25, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption, which is in Christ. To whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in His blood for uh, through faith. Yeah. So you know we find that that solution to death in Jesus. Yeah. Now we still um, experience uh, a bodily death. You know, right. the flesh is still under the curse, uh, but we know from the promise of Scripture that there's a glorification where we know we will be in heaven with the Lord, the new heaven, new earth the new bodies, all those types of things. And so once again, we don't have time to jump into all that, but we right. know that there is a solution to well, this.
0: And that's funny. You know, as I was thinking through this, I was like, we as Christians, if you've grown up, you know, like Jesus is the solution to death. You know that. But it's funny when you get into the, to the scripture, they're, they're actually kind of compartmentalized aspects mm-hmm. to this. And so like the first part is what you just said, that Jesus paid the debt for sin mm-hmm. because that's, remember, that's, that's why death that's, exists. That's the because origin of, of the curse. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he rose to life. Mm-hmm. So he didn't just pay for death or for, for sin mm-hmm. and then stay dead. He, yeah. he came to life, which means he defeated death. 1 Corinthians 15 talks all about how he, you
1: know, rose from the dead.
0: Mm-hmm. He allowed, that makes it possible for us to have yeah, resurrection. Yeah, it says he was
1: the first fruits of those that are asleep or those that have died. Yeah. So he was the first that came back to be resurrected in this manner, having defeated death. And so now we will follow in that, and, in, in yeah. that
0: way. Yeah. And and it says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. So there's a victory over death Because he came to life. But then even further, it's not just that Jesus defeated death. It's like, way to go, Jesus. What about us? Right? Well, he gives us that gift. It's a gift, this resurrected, eternal life that we will one day have. We have eternal life now, but we will have an eternal resurrected life
1: just like Jesus. Yeah. When we trust in Him. Well, I said that I said that death is the cruelest joke, but really Jesus has the last laugh, you know? <laughs> Man, that's a good that's statement right there. That's a good preacher right there. joke there. That's a good statement right but there. But I think I really like the verse that you picked out here in 1 Corinthians 15 later on, and it says uh, verse 54, 55, mm. and 57, but when this imperishable will have put on the imperishable, and, yeah. this, immo- in, and this immortal will have put on immortality, Then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. So death is gone. It's swallowed up with the victory of, of Jesus. That's right. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sin? But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is why Jesus is the central character of the scripture. This is why everything... In in the story, in God's story, in the history of the world, Jesus is the central character because he is he is the one who solves our greatest problem. Yeah. He beats the biggest just, July- Goliath. Just like know? we said earlier, we cannot death is is an inevitability. What do yeah. they say? Um, yeah, death and taxes. Death and taxes. Yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> uh, but I, I think people have proven you can evade taxes and get and true, get away true. with it, but not death. That's true. Death will you just can't. De- death will will it comes for us all, and so Jesus, the victory is only found in Jesus. That's why well, he's so important. And this this text, that text, everything. is what
0: we read when our friend died. We read this to mm. the the school when we were all mourning this, and we basically were proclaiming the victory over the death of our friend Shelby, and we were basically like, you know, giving it to death. You yeah. know, like
1: well, and that's and that's <laughs> helpful. Whenever I've been to a uh, a Christian's funeral who is uh, lived for the Lord, it's it's a celebration. Yeah, I mean, it's a celebration of their life and knowing that they're with the Lord and that we will Christians will see them again. And so it's not like I, I love it because there is a sadness there. Yes, yes, it's but, a both ends. But you see that victory come through. Right, I think that's well, awesome. Well, and
0: that's well, okay, yeah. So so John eleven, you know, this is Lazarus. He's Lazarus died. Jesus mm-hmm. comes to him. Well, and we know that it said that Jesus wept, and we'll talk about that a little right, bit more. Mm-hmm. But then he comes and and he says to Martha, your brother will rise again. Mm-hmm. And Martha says, I know he's going to rise again on the resurrection on the last day. Right. She's like basically. You can tell that she basically. Martha
1: like, understood more than the disciples oh understood at this point.
0: This <laughs> is you, like you even un- I know.
1: This, anyway, it's sorry. amazing, man. Side this, note: This to me,
0: I I read this at my, um, I think at my grandfather's funeral. Yeah, I read this at my grandfather's funeral.
1: Martha was amazing. I wish we had more of her. I know. You know?
0: And and it said, and then Jesus says, "I am the resurrection and the life." Yeah. He who believes in me, listen to this. He who believes in me will live, even if he dies. Right. Like that right there, that, that statement, if you believe that, that's crazy, Mm -hmm. but it's true. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Mm -hmm. We've been given eternal spiritual life and we will have eternal physical life one day. Yeah. Do you believe this? He asked her. She said to him, yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the son of God, even he who comes into the world. Yeah, that's good. Man, if you believe that, guess what? You are alive. Yeah. Like that's. That's amazing. That's and that's good. why That's why what you just said, we can have those. We can be sad and happy mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. It's it's such a weird thing, but it's true. And so if that's true, let's talk about how we then do that. How yeah. do we experience this happiness and sorrow at the same time? How yeah, do we, we respond to let's that?
1: Let's think about this. Um, it will just kind of practically and kind of walk through some of our own experiences and, and mm, also yeah. things we've seen, um, you know, when we lose a loved one, you know, when I, I there's a, a, differentiation and maybe you're going to make this here, but like when you lose a loved one that is a believer and that is not yeah, a believer, yeah. there's a differentiation there, I think too. Yeah. So. There's,
0: there is a, it's funny I, and I could be wrong, but I, I think that there's, there's definitely a huge difference um, when you lose a loved one who's an unbeliever, but a lot of what you do, what it, what you do mm-hmm. in processing that, is very similar.
1: Well, and here's the thing, you know, this is for for all the preachers out there. When you preach a funeral, uh, the message really doesn't change. Right. I mean, you you may have more to celebrate with the yeah. believer's life, but the message is still the gospel. Right. You know, the people in the pews. Uh, that are coming to pay their respects to that person, they may not be a believer, right? And so you can really point to that person and say, "That person lived for Jesus." Y- y- you, you need, need the gospel too. as well, um, <clears throat> and uh, the, the same thing if the person's not a believer, you can't preach them into heaven. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, right. but you can stand there and proclaim the truth of the gospel. So, really, the 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 the, the meat of the message. It doesn't change. The yeah. gospel should be what's proclaimed at a funeral. Do you yeah. agree with that?
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, and this is this is something that I think I'm <clears throat> thinking through is is I, I really think that true comfort, and, and I'm thinking through some some scriptures here. I really think that true comfort really only comes from God. Yeah. I think you know, in my experience of losing loved ones and being comforted by other people, I found that the only time they actually ever comforted me was when they were. Comforting me with God's comfort when they were really pushing me back to the Lord.
1: Well, it's helpful to have people show up at a funeral, and yes. it's, it's helpful to see people. And you know, I think all that's that's really good. I also think you're right that nobody can ultimately do anything. They right. they can bring you food, and they can give you hugs, and they can bring you flowers. But they can't and those are, you, right? And those are nice things, right? But you're right; it's it has to come from the Lord, and. Yeah. You know, it is funny because the Holy Spirit ministers to believers in unbelievable ways. Yeah. When they, when when you lose a loved one, you need to you need to turn back to God for that comfort, and the Holy Spirit will minister to you and help you walk through that. Now, that doesn't mean there's not going to be pain and tears and right and all kinds of, of of suffering through that, but you'll be able to endure it. By trusting in the Lord. Let's, so yeah, that, that is,
0: yeah, this is huge. Okay. So first though, before we continue on that train of thought, let's, let's come back. Cause I really, this was something that I know for me was really important because I got, honestly, I got mad at people whenever I lost loved ones and, and especially well-meaning, lovely people seem to push me past mourning. Mm. They, it's like they didn't want me to mourn. They were just so focused on like, mm-hmm. we'll find joy in Christ, find joy in the. And I'm just like, I was angry, and
1: I was basically like, you better get away yeah. and shut up it's and understand okay. that mourning is good. Listen, it's okay to sit with your feelings for a while. Like that's fine. That's okay. You know, you. I don't think we have to, um, like like different people are going to handle this in different ways. Yeah, and I think we have to let people uh, initially kind of handle that how how it comes to them do you know yeah. what i'm saying yes you know there are those people that will um be able to get through the initial like like death and funeral and all that and they won't break down till much later right do you know what I'm yeah saying? that's right and then there's those people that just lose it from from Instantly. then till the funeral and then once that's over they can they can move on and then there's some i mean it's all different there's some people that just it, they never get over yeah. it. It just well, affects them.
0: But here's something to think about. So I have this text here Jesus wept John 11 that's yeah Lazarus, right yeah I mean this this to me is the craziest thing. Jesus literally came there to bring Lazarus back to life. yeah but he still wept. yeah, okay. So this is where I'm this is where I'm really landing on this whole like grief yeah. and joy, sorrow and joy. I mean, Jesus, our Savior, who knew what he was about to do, mm. even he had sorrow because death is sad.
1: Well, I think he felt also the 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 sadness yes. the, of what was going on and how people were and the other people, the way how it they were reacting. Them. Yeah, and so I I think you're right. We can't we can't reject uh, mourning in yeah. the, in that for that season. You know, we have to let it's okay. It's okay to sit in your feelings. It's okay to let that uh, affect you. But but like you said earlier. You have to find comfort in God. That's right. He's the one that heals the brokenhearted. He's the only one who can do that. Right.
0: You know, Psalm 147 says that. And to me, that's just such an important verse. You know, I I think about, you know, I say it this way, you know, uh, in this life, we only find healing with God. Mm -hmm. There will probably still be scars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but there is real healing. Mm -hmm. And I think about, like, physical injuries that I've had where, like, the fact that I can walk, much mm. less still squat, you know, uh, as much weight as I've ever squatted, mm. like that's amazing. But it's because I've had healing. Now I still have the the pain in in my ankle. I still feel these things. Why well, would that's what said, we see yeah. in this you know reality of finding comfort. Well, I've in always God.
1: said that that you know when you cut yourself and you you end up with a scar, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that that's not healed. Do you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like that yes. is healed, but you're gonna see the scar. And I think a lot a of that happened, right? I think that can happen in your life too. With, with events, you can have scars and that doesn't mean that it's not healed. Those are just remembrances That's right. of what those, of, of those things that happened to you. And, and, and I would,
0: I, yes, I'm sorry. Go I ahead, mean, to cut go you off. <laughs> I would argue that what you're saying is so true and and. It, to me, it should be a motivation to be thankful. Right. Instead of looking at your scar and saying, I can't believe this happened, right. look at your scar and say, I'm so well, look, glad this, look this is Look what God healed. has brought me through. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. right. Man, it, yeah, that's, that's what we need. And so if you run to the Lord, you can find comfort in Him, just in your relationship with Him, yes. walking with Him. But then there is an even deeper, like, you know, thinking through things, because it comes a point where you start to ask, like, why yes you know what's going on and that's when you have to remind yourself of truth Mm -hmm. and the promises of god right and when 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 a loved one dies especially a loved one who is a believer we can remember that we we do have eternal Mm -hmm. life right and so you know first thessalonians 4 13 through 14 he says but we do not want you to be uninformed brethren about those who are asleep he's talking about dead people so that you will not grieve As do the rest who have no hope for if we believe that jesus died and rose again even so god will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in jesus so there we get that statement that we say all the time we do not mourn like those who have no hope we mourn with hope and that is the reality that you can have that you can constantly remind yourself is that we have an eternal life with Jesus. Right. I'm I am sad that I don't get to spend time with my granddaddy anymore. I'm sad that I don't get to spend time with my friend, but I'm really glad that I'm gonna know them and mm-hmm. spend. I'm gonna get to spend all that time's gonna right. get made up for, because I'm gonna have billions of years in the future to hang out with them. Right. So like at, at, at the end of the day, I'm actually okay with it. You yep. know. Yep. So, but there's yeah. another side of that. <laughs> Thinking through, and this is something that I wrest, like, kind of wrestled with, but it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever thought about this reality that, like, you know, so many times we ask the question, God, why did you take this person away from me? Mm. But I think I, I, I literally asked that question one time, and I don't know how it happened, but I was just standing there. I think I was in my kitchen. I said, why did you take this person away from me? And then immediately the next thought I had was, Why did you ever know that person in the first place? Mm
1: -hmm. You know? Yeah. The time that we have is, is, is precious. You know, I, I think about this, the greatest gift you can give someone is your, is your time. You know, when somebody will give you time to work on a project or help you with something or just, just spend time with you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that is the greatest gift that they have. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we think about money and possessions and things, but those things come and go. Mm-hmm. Time is is fleeting. There's yeah. only so much time that you have, and so I and think, we don't
0: know how much of it we have, I, right? You know? <laughs>
1: so I think you're right. I think the time we get to spend with with people is really important, and yeah. and we should look at that as a gift, and and we should look at them as a gift, and be oh. thankful for the time that we get to spend with them.
0: I, I think to me that is probably the most helpful thing, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if there's a listener out there who's struggling right now, but I would just encourage you to remember, um, the Lord gave you the person that you lost, mm-hmm. and He right. didn't have to. He did not have to. Yeah, give you that relationship, mm-hmm. but He did. Well,
1: I, I, and and pop culture gets this wrong because they're so focused on the last moments or the last words. You know, yeah. I remember there was a, a TV show "How I Met Your Mother," and the one of the characters' dad passed away, and he was all concerned about the last words that his that he said to his dad, and they, they played it up for comic effect. Right. But I think people are really they concerned are, yeah. about this. And I'm thinking, you know, him and his dad had a good relationship and they had so many memories. You're missing the point. Yeah. If all that's you're right. focusing on is the end, you're missing the point of all of the great memories and the things that you the times you got to have
0: yeah that's a good point so that's an encouragement for us to make the best of our time with people right and not and not to focus on the 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 silly stupid things that get in between our relationships but rather embrace the gift of the friendships and the family that we do have that's good
1: yeah it's a really bad thought at the end when you say man i wish i wish i could had more time with them you know um number 1 that should encourage us to to cherish the time that we do get to spend yeah. with people but don't don't live in regret you know yeah. don't just just remember the awesome amazing times right. that you got to spend with that person yeah
0: focus on that because those are gifts that you didn't you didn't deserve, honestly. Like we don't really deserve the good gifts that God gives to us, including the people in our lives. Right. And well, so
1: you, we're gonna move on to this next section here. This is this is hard. This is yes, the hardest part yes. here. Uh, what if a loved one is an unbeliever?
0: I I think this is huge, and and I it's funny because I think this uh, applies to Christians who have lost people who are unbelievers. Um, well all this applies to I'm not sure how the everyone. world
1: processes this because you know many people have different beliefs but but if you're um, like much of the culture you just you're you an can't. atheist or an agnostic and you know they believe the lights just go out and you're gone you know there is a hopelessness to that and I understand why people are so upset and they and they mourn and so you get a little taste of that when you know this person rejected, the gospel, yeah. you know, I, I think
0: for unbelievers, the only way they can really handle this is to numb themselves. And, and I don't mean like necessarily like medically, but yeah. sometimes I think people do. Sure. Um, but I think they numb themselves and they um, ignore it. They they get into this depression that they can't handle because they don't have a solution. Yeah. And then. They and then they ignore it with the busyness of life. And Christians, if we're not careful, careful, we'll do the same thing. Right. And I think it's so much easier to do that when you can't look at the person you lost and say, "Well, at least they're in heaven." Right. When when you lost someone and you know that they did not believe in Jesus, yeah, that is well, the hardest. I, thing. And I think
1: through all this, we're not trying to minimize uh, the pain that we feel. No, and I hope people don't think that because no. we're, we're we're trying to we're trying to think through these things in a. Uh, Biblical way of thinking about them. So I'm not trying. If someone's sitting there thinking, "Well, you don't understand what I'm going through. You don't understand. Uh, you're right. I've not right. lost. I've not lost a spouse. I've not. You know. I've not. I've lost grandparents, which I was very close to. I've lost people in my life I'm very close to. Uh, but, but I get it. That the, there is a pain that goes with that, and that is carried with that. But I do think you're right. We have to find a way to move forward uh, past that. But, but it is hard when the person's not. A believer. So, yeah. I, how do we handle that?
0: I, I really think that, and this is kind of what I was saying earlier. I think the process, the thing that you do, is similar. Okay, um, I think that you will feel more pain. I think you will feel more sorrow, but the process to to dealing with that is the same, and and it comes down to one again finding your comfort in God because He's the only one can heal. Your broken heart. Right. So you got to find your comfort in God because He can even heal that brokenness. And then two, you have to remember again that that person was still a gift to you. Right. Like that person, mm-hmm. even though they rejected the Lord, think about how good God was mm-hmm. to give you that person and to give that person the life that they got to live, right. even though they. Never wanted God in the first place.
1: Well, and the comfort is if you if you're a Christian and you share your faith and hopefully you've shared the gospel with them. I mean, that's that's up to them, you know. I mean, right. you know, they have to, um, you know, it, it, there's all kinds of ways you can you can reject the gospel. There's only one way to accept it, but right. uh, through faith in Jesus. But I mean, even even if they're like, yeah, 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 that's good for you, or if it's not right rejection, or it's oh, let me think about it. I mean. There's still a re- that's still rejection, you right. know, and so they have not um, accepted the gospel, and so you just have to be comfortable and say, "I was able to share, I told yeah. them the truth, and you know, that's it. It, it is what it is and, at this point. And it you really, know?
0: Com- yeah, I think that's right. I think it really comes down to resting in God, right? I- and that's again the comfort that you find. It it really only does come from Him. Um, like me and Brian, like as we're talking through this, we recognize, we know for a fact that our listeners who are struggling with this pro- this issue are not necessarily going to be like totally helped by what we are saying. Right. What we are trying to do
1: is point you to the only one who can actually help you. That's so you. good. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I do feel inadequate to, yeah, right? yeah. to counsel someone. I don't feel inadequate to counsel them in their grief, but I do feel inadequate to do it in this format, you know, yeah. and obviously we can sit down and talk to people and help them, but I'm going to point them exactly. We said I'm going to point them back to the word back to the Lord, because um, I, I do believe you can get consumed by this, e- even if, and even if someone is a believer, I, yeah. I you know, I know there's people yeah. that, that are marked by death and they cannot get past the they, death, especially the death yeah. of, a, of a spouse or a loved one. Yeah. Here's the thing. You can't live as if you're not going to see that person again. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? That's right. It's like when when my when my when I go out of town or my wife goes out of town, I'm not going to live. I'm going to live like I'm like I'm going to see them. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going to be like, oh well, my wife's gone. I'm never going to see her again. I know, right? You know, it's it's you would
0: live in crippling depression for the the
1: believer. It's like it's like I realized you've got a whole life to live. How many every years if your spouse has passed? But we need to try to walk. And I would say this to myself: Yes, if this happened to me. And I may go back and listen to this one day if this ever happens to me or you, you yeah. tell this to me, that you've got to live as if that per- you're going to see that person because you will. I, I mean, the, the, so far, the death. If they're a believer that, that that in I, the Lord Jesus that's Christ. That's right.
0: The deaths that I have experienced, that's that's what gets me through. Remembering yeah. that it's a it was a gift to know them in the first place and then to know that they're in in heaven with the Lord. Right. I mean, that's so important. You can have joy in the midst of sorrow. John Piper talks a lot about this. If you want a good resource on these sorts of things, go listen, go to desiringgod.org and look up joy and sorrow and listen to everything he has to say about it. It's mm-hmm. really good. But just to to land the plane on on those of you who who've lost a loved one who doesn't know the Lord. I'm thinking of I know of people in particular who who have lost people who don't know the Lord, they don't have a hope to see that person again. You, you need God right now. Mm-hmm. Like you need God. And and that's, that's really the only thing that I can give to you. That's the only thing we can give to you. Please go to him. Mm-hmm. Please go to him because I, here's what I can promise you in the Lord. There are pleasures forevermore. Mm-hmm. And if you find your comfort in the Lord, he can heal your heart.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: And and so go to him, and so we're trying to help comfort other people, right? Thinking through this, but now let's think about ourselves. When you are in the place of somebody who is trying to help somebody else,
1: yeah, who has mm-hmm. lost a loved. So one. they're so they've lost someone. They're in grief, and you're a friend or a family member. Yeah. Coming alongside them. What what do you need to do?
0: Well, I think that there are some really important things. I think you kind of touched on this earlier, this idea that, uh, you know, you kind of, when we lose loved ones, it's we were saying it's okay to kind of sit in that a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Well, when we see other people lose loved ones, yeah. we have to remember that too. Yeah. We need to listen more than we speak. Right. Right. And, um, I, I don't know if anyone out there has experienced losing a loved one and then have other people try to comfort you and they just talk at you a lot and you're just kind of like, shut up, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Bible says clearly in Romans 12, that we're supposed to mourn with those who are mourning, mm-hmm. not try to explain it away. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and I think a great example is actually, you know, Job's friends, they get a lot of heat because they get a lot of things wrong. Mm. So in one sense, they're a bad example, but at the very beginning of Job's suffering, they get one thing, right? Mm. They sit and they, and they shut up. Mm-hmm. They're there and they sat for seven days. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. They sat silently for seven days. Yeah. Um, that's a really good example. What do you think about that?
1: No, I agree. I mean, there's there's very little you can say, especially in the immediate grief. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I've been in some very hard situations, and you know, um, you know, people have you know, be, being a minister, yeah. where someone has died of a disease or even um, even suicide. You know, yeah. And there's not much you can say other, you know, other than you know, pray for them. Yeah, you know, you're you're praying for them uh, in that moment, and um, you're just trying to uh, l- let them kind of feel their way through that. Yeah, so I, think, I think I think that's important to listen, but then also you, you got you do. There are things to say, the right things at, at the right time. So, yeah. what would be an example of that?
0: Well, first, I like I think a, a good example of how not to do that. This yeah. is just easier for me. Is like you know Romans eight twenty eight. Like, don't just Say Romans eight twenty eight out of the blue, right? Mm. You know, like God causes all things to work for good. You yeah. Know? Like you might get punched in the face, yeah. um, especially if you're talking to me, <laughs> like when I'm suffering. Um, so, like, <clears throat> excuse me. So <clears throat> remember that you've got to say the right thing at the right time. There is a right time to say Romans eight twenty eight, mm. but but before you even get to that. Don't jump to, I think a temptation, you correct me. I don't know. Have you ever experienced this where you, you, you feel this temptation to say whatever would comfort people, even if it's not true?
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, it's like, oh, they're in a better place. Well, you don't really know that. Right. You
0: know? Right. And so like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know a true thing to say that will actually comfort people, don't say anything. Yeah. But once you know, once you can tell
1: well will, go ahead, sorry. no, no,
0: yeah. Once you can tell that it's the right time, that they're ready to hear mm-hmm. this sort of thing, and that'll yeah. just come through listening to them. But once you know, then you can start to tell them the true things. You can say things like what we said earlier. Man, isn't it so good that God gave you yeah. your your grandparent in the first place? Aren't you so yeah. glad that you got to know them your whole life?
1: And I think it's important to be a a close friend or relative, someone who's got a good relationship. Uh, You know, if you're not that close to that person, it's not going to be that helpful for you to just say a bunch of things, uh, you know, or even be around a lot. You know, most of the time, that's a good good point. when, When you're in your middle of grief, you want you want people you're close to, to be there to help you. I would say encourage them to go to Scripture. There's lots of Scriptures that, that I mean, we talked about this in our last series. There are tons of Scriptures that are there for sorrow, yeah. the occasions of sorrow and mourning. Uh, you can find those and read those and help people, and and they will help us to reframe our emotions in a way that's productive yeah. back to the Lord. You know, right. Some of the hardest things that David faced with uh, coming to grips with his sin— and the loss of a child, and just just all of the things that he endured, um, he wrote down some very helpful words in the Psalms that that help us to direct those emotions, yeah. back the way they need to be. And those are, I mean, they're from they're through David, from they're from God. You know, right. I mean, like that's
0: that's exactly what we need, right? Um, and so point them to that. Um, also, share the Scripture and truth that comforted you. Mm-hmm. So you're pointing them to Scripture, but. But, like, don't be afraid to tell them, like, how did God get you through your times of suffering? Yeah. You know, Second Corinthians 1 makes that perfectly clear, how it says that we comfort those with the comfort that God has given to us. Yeah. And, again, mm-hmm. that just points back to the reality that, that comfort really comes from God. Yes, um, That's what we're trying to do is point them back to him. Um, but I think there's other things we can do. Um, you know, we want to point them to the Lord. That's super important, but then there's other like little random, seemingly less important, but I don't think they are. I think they're really important, but I think they're just more practical things we can do. What do you think one of those would be?
1: Yeah. We could talk about, uh, their loved one with them, ask questions, you know, um, stories, memories, things like that. You know, those are helpful.
0: Yeah. The, the reason why I thought about that in the first place was because of, uh, my wife. So I remember when my, my wife, uh, lost her grandmother, uh, grandma Susie, she was like, they were like kindred spirits, right? They were the ones who they just got each other. Everyone Mm -hmm. joked that, you know, my wife was exactly like grandma Susie. I mean, they're just the same, same heart. And, uh, I remember Kayla telling me, you know, everyone, acts like they're not allowed to talk about her mm-hmm. now that she's gone. Yeah. And it's funny. The only thing I want to do is talk about her. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so true. Like so often when somebody dies, we're just like, oh gosh, don't talk about it. When in reality, in the appropriate time, in the appropriate way, people actually do want to talk about mm-hmm. their loved ones. Yeah. They want to tell stories. They want to talk about the things that they did. They want to talk about why they love them. Like, you know, do you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever just sit around with family and, tell stories of people that are no longer with you. Um, yes. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's like some of the most fun we get to have. Is, yes. Hey, really? It's funny. Cause we get to joke on them mm-hmm. and they can't say anything about it. <laughs> it's awesome. But, um, but I think that's a good, helpful thing to do. Yeah. Don't you agree? I
1: agree. Yes. So definitely, but,
0: but this is something that takes a long, long time, right? This is not something that you just get over. Dealing with death is not something you've mentioned this idea of like death can be something that like marks people. Right. Um, this is something we have to be patient
1: with. Yes, people. I agree. Yeah. You got to patiently walk with them. You know, it's, it's, uh, if it's not something like, it's not helpful to just look at somebody and say, get over it.
0: You know, yeah.
1: I mean, it's not helpful.
0: Even if you're like, you know, I mean, dude, I really felt this way. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. It
1: is okay though. At some point I will say this to, to lovingly challenge someone, you know, yes. there was a lady in our church who, uh has passed herself now. And her husband passed away uh, some time ago and she was definitely she this is her own testimony okay so I'm not I'm not embellishing this she said that I was throwing myself a pity party mm, you know because yeah. and it was oh it was, I, I think I know you're talking it about. was a while after her husband had passed you know and she yeah. was just living in that mourning and that grief just just ongoing and the pastor said to her he said, hey, why don't you come down to the church, we'll find something for you to do. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> but but he, but the, the what he was trying to do was was help her reframe her life at that point and say, "You know what? Your your entire existence is not over because that person has passed. You now have a lot of a lot to give for and serve is serve for the Lord. And so this lady continued. She she taught Sunday school. She uh, did the she she ran the bereavement ministry. So she's yeah. helping other people walk Man. through grief. You know, uh, she uh, helped with hospitality. I mean, all the things that went on behind the scenes at the church like that, she, she jumped into. Yeah. And so she, she didn't just sit in her grief. And I think that was a good challenge by that minister to uh, help her kind of yes, push, push through that. And she received that well, because they had a relationship, you know, if, you know, I think that was, a, that was a part of that too. Yeah.
0: I think that's, that's so true, man. Like what I think we do, I think the way we get this wrong is it, it's kind of, I think you've said this at the beginning of the episode is like, people either focus on it and get so consumed by their loss that they can't live. And other people just like, you know, basically run right past it and never deal with it, never deal with the loss. And they've got this gaping wound that's never really been healed because they just ignore it. Right. And I think that the, the key behind all of this is to, to mourn with hope. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Bible says. Good. And, and it's a cyclical process. I mean, anyone who's lost a loved one knows that, out of the blue, sorrow can just smack you in the face. I don't know, you smell, you smell a a, a smell that yeah. makes you remember somebody. And all of a sudden, boom, you're there again. Mm-hmm. And the cycle is what we've been talking about, dealing with death, going yeah. back to the Lord, remembering the truth, focusing on the joys that you have in the Lord and the and the joy that he gave you yeah. through that relationship. And then continuing to press forward in the in the life that you have, living it for the Lord and then using everything you've learned to help those who are going through similar things. Yeah. Um, Just like you said. And so, you know, that woman, I know who you're talking about. Many of our listeners, any of them that go to our church, they would know who we're talking about. Um, Like she was a huge uh, benefit and blessing to our church. She brought so much joy to our church because she was able to continually go through the process of mourning but then running right into the arms of the Lord and right. finding joy. That's right. So, That's right.
1: so I think as we as we kind of wrap this up and close, you've got some really great uh, things here. It's it's not we can't run away from the reality of death. It is going to happen. It is going to be a part of life. We are going to lose loved ones, and so it is a reality. So we need to prepare ourselves. And you know, being a, a minister has kind of forced me yeah. to do that. You know, because I've been in a lot of funerals, uh, been in a lot of those situations where, uh, it, you know, the average person may not, uh, may not do that. So I, so I say that to say, I hope that you have a good church, a good minister that will help you walk through that. And you really need to listen to them because they do know they have experienced death yeah. a, a lot more yeah. than um, most, than people. most people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then remember that there is a solution you know, this is what we have that the world doesn't. Yeah. We have a solution. His name is Jesus. Right. You need to hold on to him.
1: Yeah. You're right. In all things, run to the Lord, and especially in a time of loss, you know, mm. that's where we find true joy in the midst of pain.
0: Yeah. And then finally, just really patiently point other people to the Lord in their time of loss. Yeah. That's where they're going to find comfort, and that's where they're going to be able to keep living. Mm-hmm. So we really hope that this has been helpful. We hope that it hasn't been something to bring you sorrow. We hope that in the midst of sorrow, this helps bring you joy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think the challenge for us is uh, number one, we need to, if we have loved ones that, that uh, don't know the Lord, we need to make sure that they at least know the gospel. Yeah, that's right. that, That you care. They know you love them and care enough to share the gospel with them, whether they accept it or reject it. And then, uh, two, if you're carrying around, uh, grief and sorrow, uh, turn back to the Lord, you know, and it may be helpful to talk to somebody, you know, we have, we have biblical counselors at our church that will do counseling for free. If you're in the Evansville area, um, I'm sure that you can go to the, the ACBC website, Mm -hmm. which is the, um, association for biblical counselors or something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and you can find a biblical counselor in your area that would help you walk through, Grief, you yeah, know, grief, counseling and, and death, because they're going to point you to the the only true solution, which is found in God's word. Yeah.
0: Sometimes we just need help being pointed in the right direction. And that's that's right. what that that is. And and so we, we hope that we've helped point you in the right direction as well. Yeah. Um, if you have any uh, things that you need prayer for or any ways that this has um, impacted you please share with us we'd love to know yeah how reach we can out help to you. us
1: or if you need help yourself if you're listening to this and you say man i need i need help walking through grief just yeah. reach out to us we'll do whatever we can
0: that's right well thank you all for listening we uh we love you all and we're we're just so thankful to be able to to do this and so thanks again and we'll, we'll see, see you next night. time